0: Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids.
1: And I'm Mitzi, oven mitt, right-hand gal, and Susie's best friend. Really? And also Molly's best friend. Molly and Susie's best friend. Golly, well, I've known you longer, Molly, but don't tell Susie that. Ah, this got complicated.
0: Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. Plus, at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together.
1: Can you guess what it is yet? So far, we know it will use pepper, mayonnaise, sriracha, lettuce, tortilla chips, scallions, and black beans. I bet you've got some guesses going by now, so what are you thinking?
0: It's day two of black bean week.
1: That's right. Today, we have a freshly canned round of tricky trivia, followed by a very green conversation and ask a grown-up.
0: And Andrea is back to finish off the episode with a round of how-to time.
1: And Susie's here today. Ah, Can't wait for that.
0: Then let's get straight into the theme.
1: Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Hey, Hey, best best friends. friends. Mystery recipe. Molly, sorry about all this best friend business. I didn't want to make it seem like you weren't my best friend in the whole wide world because of course you are.
0: Oh, don't worry, Mitzi. I know we're best friends. Besides, you can totally have more than one best friend.
1: Uh, you can?
0: Of course you can. A best friend is just someone you are really close with, who you trust, and who means a lot to you. But you can be really close with more than one friend at the same time.
1: So you can be my best friend and Susie can be my best friend at the same time?
0: Absolutely. I'm glad to hear you and Susie are becoming so close.
1: Me too. Hey, Mitzi. Hi, Molly. Oh, hey, best friend. Hey, best friend. Hey, best friend.
0: Hey, Hey, best best friends. friends. Hey, best best friends.
1: Hey, best friends. friends. (laughs) That was great. That was really great!
0: Susie, we were just talking about how close you and Mitzi have become this season.
1: Right? Who would have ever guessed it? A saucepan and an oven mitt having so much in common!
0: I mean, it's not the most unlikely pair in the kitchen.
1: Ugh, Susie, I'm really going to miss you after this season. I mean, I always miss our interns. All our interns are amazing and always become friends, really, like family after being here for so long, but... Ugh, it never gets any easier.
0: Well, we aren't done with the season yet, Mitzi. There's still today's episode, and then next week, and then also the finale.
1: I know, I'm just getting ready to feel sad. I'm I'm sad prepping, Molly. It's important. Okay, I can sad prep with you then. What do you do to sad prep? Well, I basically just remind myself that it will be okay, and sometimes make a playlist of all my favorite songs, and I buy lots of chocolate. Sounds fun! Well, we have basically been joined at the hip all season. I can see why you might be sad when my internship is over. We've what? Joined at the hip? It's a saying. It means we spent like a super duper amount of time together. We're basically always together these days, as if we were joined at the hip. Aha! Uh-huh. Well, on a completely unrelated note that has absolutely nothing to do with what you just said and the idea it did not just give me, I'm gonna go do, uh, something. Hee hee hee, I'll be back.
0: Oh, Mitzi. I don't know if I have a good feeling about this one.
1: I'm sure it'll be fine. So, Molly, should we get started with our first segment?
0: Mm, sounds like a plan. It's time for Tricky Trivia. Listeners, I'm going to give Susie a fact about our ingredient theme, and you have to help her guess if it's true or false. Are you ready to play? Yes! All right, here's your first one True or false? Canned black beans are cooked at the factory inside the can. So, Susie, is this true or false? Are canned beans cooked in the can?
1: I love this question because it's a super fun fact for our listeners and because I happen to know the answer. I do research on all our ingredients before each week, as you know, and in my research, I found that, yes, canned beans are cooked in the can.
0: That's correct. When black beans and lots of other types of beans as well are being canned in a factory, factories will can the dried beans with some liquid first and then cook them inside the can itself. Would you like to tell our listeners why? Well,
1: I'm not actually sure why, Molly. Maybe because it's easier than cooking a bunch of beans and then trying to get them into cans?
0: I'd imagine you aren't wrong, but I think another big benefit of cooking in the can is because it helps keep all the beans' nutritional value, also known as the healthy stuff beans give you. When the beans are cooked, they release some of their nutrients, but if they are cooked, In the can, those nutrients don't have anywhere else to go. It's not always helpful with something like black beans, since we'll often drain the beans and get rid of the liquid from the can. But with something like baked beans, where the liquids are part of the meal, it can help get us nutrients we may otherwise miss.
1: Wow! All the beans' nutrients have no choice but to be part of my dinner. Or lunch. Or snack? (laughs) I guess you could have beans for a snack.
0: Why not? All right. Ready for your next question?
1: Super duper ready.
0: All right, here we go. Black beans contain lots of protein, which makes them a common addition to a vegetarian diet. So, Susie, is this true or false? Do black beans have a lot of protein, which makes them a common addition to a vegetarian diet?
1: Hmm, this one is a bit tougher, Molly. I think to start, I'd love to explain what it means to be a vegetarian. Do you mind? Please do. Well, Molly, a vegetarian is someone who does not eat meat or fish, like an herbivore. There's lots of ways to be a vegetarian. Most vegetarians eat fruits and vegetables and grains. Some vegetarians eat eggs, milk, and cheese. Some do not. And there's all different reasons why someone might become a vegetarian. Some people are vegetarians because they really love animals and don't want to eat their meat. Other people are vegetarians because they feel it's better for the environment or because their religion says they should be.
0: That's very true, Susie. There are lots of reasons why someone might become a vegetarian. But how about the second half of today's question?
1: Well, the second half is all about protein. Protein is a compound that's found in every cell in our body. Protein helps repair our cells and build new ones. It's super important that we get protein from the food we eat. But it is most common that people get protein from meat. Meat has a lot of protein. So when people choose to be vegetarians, they may want to find a new way to get protein into their diet, since they are no longer eating meat. So knowing all that, and knowing that beans are an excellent source of protein, I'm going to say that the answer to this question is true. Black beans contain a lot of protein, which makes them a common addition to a vegetarian diet.
0: That is absolutely right, Susie. In addition to black beans, many vegetarians might eat nuts, lentils, soybeans, or tofu in order to get the protein that they need.
1: Lots of options.
0: Lots and lots. Okay, last question, Susie. Black beans are often called turtle beans because they are a turtle's favorite food. So, Susie, is this true or false? Are black beans called black turtle beans because they are a turtle's favorite food?
1: Hmm, this is a tricky one, Molly. I don't know the answer off the top of my head, so I'll have to try and figure out the answer. I have heard black beans called black turtle beans. I know that much is true. I do know that most turtles are omnivores, which means that they eat both plants and meat. And I know that beans are almost like the meats of the vegetable world because they are high in protein. And so it would make sense for an omnivore like turtles to love them. So for those reasons,
0: I'm going to say true. Oh, sorry, Susie. The answer is actually false. While I'm not sure whether or not turtles enjoy eating black beans, I do know that it is not how they became nicknamed black turtle beans.
1: Huh? Why are they called black turtle beans then?
0: Well, black beans have a hard, shiny black shell on the outside that almost looks like a turtle shell. This shell is actually what earned these beans the nickname, the black turtle bean.
1: Huh. I guess I can see that. It's sort of like a little turtle bean, isn't it? Aw, cute.
0: (laughs) Agreed. Great work. Well, I think that wraps up Tricky Trivia for today.
1: So fun. Learned a ton and got to talk about what it means to be a vegetarian. Sounds like a win to me. Hi, Susie. Hey, Molly. Hey, Mitzi. What are you holding behind your back there? Oh, nothing.
2: Uh,
1: Hey, have you guys seen the ceiling in here? It's really pretty.
0: The ceiling here in the studio?
1: Yeah, take a look. See, right over there, baby. Wahoo! Did it! Yikes! Mitzi, what was that? Why are you standing so close to me? Now we are actually joined at the hip, Susie. We can always be together. Best friends forever! Wahoo! Yeah, what a day!
0: Mitzi, did you just glue yourself to Susie?
1: Yes, I did with fabric clue. I always keep some around in case of rips and whatnot. But Susie, when you said it was like we've been joined at the hip, I thought, now, there's an idea. And now we are joined at the hip! Mitzi, I didn't mean it literally. Huh, what should I do with my left arm now? It's like all squished up in between us. Oh, just hug me. What? Just uh just just hug me. There you go. Listen, Mitzi, you really should have asked me if you could glue yourself to my waist before doing so. Well, I knew you'd say yes anyways. I probably would have said no. Oh. Really? I love you and everything, but this is not going to work out for me. I have so much to do and learn, and basically can only use my right hand now. And we are too wide to even fit through a doorway. Oh no, i am sorry, Susie, uh... I went and messed it all up. It's okay, Mitzi. You just wanted to hang out, and I get that. But we should try and do something about this. Oh, I know what to do. Okay, whenever I mess things up, I know exactly what to do to make things better. What's that? Hey, Chad? Chad! Are you there, buddy? Chad! I messed something up again.
2: Hey, Mitzi. What's going on this time? Hey, Molly. Hey, Susie.
1: So, Chad, hi, hello, how are you? Susie said we've been spending so much time together, it's like we're joined at the hip, and so I... So
2: you went and fabric-glued your hips together?
1: Uh, maybe. Yes, she did.
2: And were you in on this, Susie?
1: No, I was not. But I appreciate the sentiment.
2: Mitzi, you have to ask for someone's consent before you fabric-glue your waist together.
1: Consent?
2: Yes, it's like permission. Before I touch or hug someone else or glue myself to their hips, I want to make sure I have their consent or permission so I know they want to be touched or hugged. It's always important to get someone's consent before touching them, especially if you don't know them that well.
1: Got it. Consent is important. So about the whole glued together thing.
2: Well, I've heard that white vinegar can help loosen fabric glue. Do you and Susie want to go get some for me and then we can take a look?
1: On it! How much do you think we need?
2: We'll probably need enough for you both to soak in it. So, a lot.
1: A lot of white vinegar. Coming right up. Ouch! Sorry, Susie. That's okay, Mitzi. Something broke my fall. It was me. (laughs) It was me. Okay, I'll be the left foot and you be the right foot. Left. Right. Left. Left. Right. Right. Left. Door! Wait, what? Door! Door! Sorry, It's okay. You broke my fall again. Yeah, I've got to stop doing that. It's going to leave a mark. Ugh. All right, we'll be back. Let's just turn sideways and we can squeeze through here.
2: Ugh. They're always getting up to something, huh? Seems like it.
0: All right, Chad, while they are out looking for vinegar, should we move on to ask a grown-up?
2: Yes, let's right after this quick word from our sponsors.
0: Grownups, these ads are for you. I wanna tell you about our sponsor, the Kroger family of stores. Kroger's pickup and delivery options make it easy to have grocery shopping be one less thing on your to-do list. To order a grocery delivery, you can shop online for the products you need and get them on your doorstep the same day. Planning ahead? You can also choose a date and time that works for you. Or try their pickup service and pick up your order at the store you choose. Kroger Associates will even bring out your purchases and load them into your car. It's great. Available in appropriate markets only. Find out more by going to kroger.com today. I want to tell you about our sponsor, Driscoll's. Driscoll's berries are sweet snacks worth sharing straight out of the clamshell. I told my daughter, Olive, all about them while we snacked on some Driscoll's blackberries. What do you think? Do you think those berry innovators did a good job of making sweet and delicious berries?
3: Yes, a lot.
0: Do you think that's a job you would want to have one day?
3: Maybe. I'll decide when
0: I grow up. You love the berries more than I love the berries? I don't know if that's possible. It is. I know it is. The sweetness isn't just inside these Driscoll's blackberries; it's also in the moments they help make. To discover where you can buy berries worth sharing, head to driscolls.com/atkkids. That's driscolls.com/atkkids. And we're back, and so is our friend and producer Chad.
2: Hello. It is Black Bean Week, and so for Ask a Grown-Up, I wanted to talk to someone who knows all about plant-based cooking. So I talked to Bryant Terry, who
3: quite literally wrote the book on it, or at least a book on it. My name is Bryant Terry, and I am an Oakland, California-based chef, author, and publisher.
2: Bryant is also an NAACP Image and James Beard Award winner, educator, and activist, and he is vegan. His cookbook, Vegetable Kingdom, is all about vegan cooking. So I wanted to start by asking him what that means.
3: What it means to be a vegan is to avoid any animal or animal-derived products. So that means uh, no meat, no beef, no pork, no chicken, no fish, and the strictest vegans avoid any products that come from animals. So no milk, because they come from cows, no eggs, and even avoiding honey. The difference between a
2: vegetarian who doesn't eat meat and a vegan is that a vegan doesn't eat anything that came from an animal, as opposed to just the meat. And so, like Brian said, no milk or dairy, no eggs, and often no honey it can be a bit of a challenge to be a vegan. So I asked Bryant why he does it.
3: So today I'm still a vegan and I'm pretty much driven by the same reasons that initially uh, excited me about becoming a vegan. I know that it's the diet that feels best for my body. I feel most healthy and energized when I'm uh, eating all plant-based foods. uh, I know that I can feel good, that my diet doesn't do any harm to animals. And we know that plant-based diets are one of the best diets for ensuring that we have a, a more sustainable food system and a more, more sustainable earth.
2: I asked him what he meant by a more sustainable food system and a more sustainable earth. So
3: when I say food system, what I mean are the, the many systems that all come together that influence um, the food that we're eating, our personal health, our community, um, health, um, agri- agricultural systems. So I think an easy way to think about it is it's really about everything that takes place from seed to table, from when seeds are dropped into the ground to when we actually eat the food on our plates.
2: Basically, Brian is talking about everything that goes into growing or raising the plant and animals that make our food, the farmers, tractors, factory workers and everything that goes into making or baking those foods into other things that we want to buy and eat, like chicken nuggets or pizza or hot dogs, and also packaging and delivering these items to the store. All the steps in that process use machines or trucks or plastics, and they have an impact on the environment. But if you are just eating plant-based foods, like fruits and vegetables, that impact is a lot lower. Brian knows, though, that not everyone wants to or is able to become a
3: vegan. I can make arguments all day about why we should all have a primarily plant-based diet, but um, not necessarily for health reasons because we all have different bodies, different age, different cultural food ways, and I think we should consider all those things when we approach what we're eating. And it's very clear that the standard American diet isn't working for us, and we need to think about alternatives, and we know that, Uh, we probably all should be eating more whole foods.
2: This idea of whole foods is something that isn't an ingredient in a food product someone else made for you. For example, instead of having crackers, which are made up of lots of different things that need to be grown, processed, and then baked in a factory somewhere else, you can have an apple instead. There are no ingredients in an apple. It's just an apple. And so it's a whole food. And whole foods are easier for our food system to process. It's easier to grow and pick and ship to you.
3: We probably should all be eating more vegetables and fruits and whole grains and legumes and nuts and seeds. And ultimately, that's the mission for me is to get people eating real food again.
2: It can be tough, and no one is suggesting we change our diets overnight. But Bryant's work as a chef and cookbook author helped people realize that whole foods are not only an option, but a fun and delicious one. It is Black Bean Week on our show as well. And since Bryant is such an amazing chef and cookbook author, I asked him to share one of his family's favorite black bean recipes with us.
3: Well, I have to be honest with you. Black beans tend to be one of those legumes that has a, how can I put it? Most of our family members get really gaseous when we eat black beans. (laughs) However, I have just such fond food memories of eating black beans when I was growing up. And it was one of those things that, you know, my mom would make a big pot of black beans and she'd put fresh tomatoes in there. I I remember my favorite thing was all the toppings that she would serve along with her pot of black beans. So some diced red onions, some um, tomatoes that have been diced, a little hot sauce, some sour cream. And so, You know, I I have such fond memories of that, and it's something that I want to share with my family. So occasionally, I'll make a big pot of black beans and have an array of toppings to serve along with them, and everyone's willing to put up with being gassy for one night for that special treat.
2: (laughs) If you want to hear more recipes and stories from Bryant Terry, he has a new book out now
3: called Black Food. My sixth book is called Black Food. It was just published, and this book is an anthology that I edited and curated. And so that means that it wasn't just me writing the book, but it was me inviting a lot of my friends and colleagues and people who I think would best tell this story of the diversity and complexity and beauty of food throughout the African diaspora. And what that means is food that comes from countries on the African continent and everywhere that people from that continent have traveled. So, you know, as far as the United States to Latin America to wherever. And it's been such a treat um, seeing how excited people are about the book because there's a little something in here for everyone. There are about 75 recipes, but It's not just recipes. There are essays, um, there are poems, there are lots of um, powerful and moving art pieces from photography to sculptures to um, illustrations. You can find Black food wherever books are sold, but I always suggest that people go to their local independent bookstores because we got to make sure we take care of the small guys. Back to
2: you, Molly.
0: Thanks so much, Chad. And thanks again to Bryant Terry for telling us all about what it means to be vegan.
1: Left. Right. Left. Right. And we did it! Whew. All right, Chad, we've got the white vinegar.
2: Awesome. Well, let's hope this works. All right, I'm going to get you both a vinegar bath going. Maybe while I get ready, you can move on to the next segment. Be right back. Oh, hey, Andrea, right on cue. Hello. Andrea,
1: it's time for how-to time.
0: That's right. Every week, our friend Andrea is going to teach Susie something new to up her arsenal of kitchen skills. Andrea is a test cookier at America's Test Kitchen Kids. That means she works on developing recipes and experiments for our cookbooks and things like the Young Chefs Club boxes. You can find out more all about that fun stuff by going to ATKKids.com. Hi, everybody.
4: Aw, Susie, are you hugging Mitzi because you're both best friends? Yep. That's the nicest. But you might have to let go. It's time for us to get started.
1: Well, that's the thing. I sort of can't. We're glued together.
4: You're glued together? Yep. Right. Do you need help, or... Oh, Chad's on it. Of course he is. Well, I guess you can both help out with how-to time today.
1: Be surprised, I haven't been a part of how-to time in forever, this is gonna be great.
4: It sure is, and I'm especially excited for this one. Beans are one of my favorite foods.
1: Really, beans? Beans aren't really a super exciting food.
4: But beans can be so many different things. That's why I like them so much.
1: That's true. You can add beans to soup or they make a great chili. You can put them on toast or make them into a filling for enchiladas.
4: Absolutely, Mitzi. And there's always, of course, my all-time favorite, rice and beans.
1: Oh, wow. I never thought of it that way. I guess beans can be exciting.
4: They sure can. Speaking of cans, we're gonna learn about canned beans today.
1: What's to learn? You just open the can and, you know, dump them out, right?
4: That depends. Some recipes will call for canned beans to be rinsed and drained.
1: You mean we have to wash them off?
4: Well, not with soap, but yes. Take a look in this can of black beans I opened earlier. What do you see?
1: It looks like beans floating around in a bunch of dark liquid.
4: Do you know what that liquid is?
1: Uh, bean juice? Bean liquid! Uh, coffee?
4: Well, technically, yes. I suppose it is both bean juice and bean liquid, but it's called aquafaba.
1: Aqua who now? Fina! Aquafina. She's an actress. She's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, her background is in comedy, but she's now moved on to the drama genre.
4: Faba. Aquafaba. Canned beans are beans that have been pre-cooked. Most beans have been cooked in water and sometimes a little bit of salt right inside their cans. Aquafaba is the cooking liquid that's left in the can. It's a little bit thick, and in this case, because we have a can of black beans, it's dark in color. We're gonna drain and rinse these beans, but if we were draining chickpeas, we could save the aquafaba to use later.
1: What would we use it for?
4: Oh, all sorts of cool things. Aquafaba can be whipped into a foam with a mixer, just like cream or egg whites. You can use it to make meringues or as a thickener for soups and stews or even as a replacement for eggs in baked goods like muffins or cakes.
1: Wow! Who knew you can make so many things from just a can of beans? Oh, wait, though, how come we can't save this aquafaba? You said if we had a can of chickpeas.
4: I did say that. We found in the test kitchen that chickpea aquafaba is the best for whipping. But if we were making black bean soup, for example, we might want to save our black bean aquafaba to help thicken it.
1: Oh, okay. Should we just pour out this can of beans into a colander then?
4: Yep. Okay, I'm ready. Let's get draining. I love your enthusiasm, as always. You can hold the colander over the sink in one hand and pour the beans into the strainer with the other. Then just turn on the faucet and give the beans a good rinse with cold water. You may want to use your hands to move them around a little bit to make sure all of the aquafaba has been rinsed away.
1: Okay, here goes. This is easy. Now I'll just rest the strainer with the rinsed beans
4: in this bowl.
1: These beans are ready to rock.
4: Awesome job. Rinsing and draining your beans is a simple step, but it's important to do unless your recipe specifically says to keep the beans in their liquid.
1: Thank you so much for teaching me
4: all about beans and aquafaba, Andrea. Of course, my friends. I'll see you next
0: week. Good
4: luck with the whole glue thing.
0: Thanks again, Andrea.
2: Hi, friends. Madames, your bath is ready.
1: Ah, such luxury. Let's hope this works or you're going to be up late with me studying next week's ingredient, Mitzi. Oh, well, I totally would be doing that either way, so, yeah.
0: Right. Well, before you go get unglued, can you both help me finish out today's episode?
1: Of course!
0: All right, that's about all the time we have for today, but we'll be back soon with more aqua-fabulous content. We'll be smushing it in the next pressing questions segment, followed by something sticky in our wild card.
1: And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? If you love mystery recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. That way you won't miss an episode. And if you liked this episode, share it with a friend from a safe distance and without any glue. Or feel free to leave us a review. We love reading them. Until then, keep, keep on, on cooking!
0: <laughs> Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Burnham, and I am a Sour Patch Kid. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He's a peanut butter cup. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a lemon meringue pie. Andrea Vavzin is a Biscoff cookie, and Katie O'Hara is a chocolate brownie cookie, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Anya Jeshik, strawberry shortcake, and Matt Boynton, an orange creamsicle, of Ultraviolet Audio. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a key lime pie. Our director of post-production is Jen Margolis. She's a cannoli. Our line producer is Diane Knox, who is a chocolate lava cake. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a lattice top peach pie. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's chocolate avocado pudding. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, associate art director, Gabby Homanoff, Senior editor Afton Cyrus, associate editors Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger, test cooks Andrea Vavzhin and Cassandra Laughlin, and assistant test cook Kristen Bango. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan and Brianna Maya. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger and Driscolls. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids.
1: Molly, guess what? It worked!
0: Hooray!
1: I'm free! Not that I didn't love the quality time, Mitzi, but it is good to be able to walk without falling over anymore. Tell me about it. I do sort of miss you already, though. Huh? Can I give you a hug, Mitzi? Yes, you can! No glue this time, though. Not even a little glue? No glue! Uh, of course. No glue. No glue. Just a regular, glueless hug.
0: Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family. And it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK.